everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Glenna Rice is in the house. Why asking children to pay attention doesn't really work. Actually has never worked for me. I can't tell you how many times that people ask me to pay attention, even as an adult now, which I, I can't wait to hear what she has to say about that. Um, but I could tell you for sure that as a child, it was, um, it was like a tricky thing. I don't think I even knew what that meant when I was a child. What does it mean? Pay attention. What am I paying attention to? I can't wait to get some of these questions. <laughs> focus, focus, focus. How the heck are you asking the kids to focus when you're giving them a cell phone? You're giving them a computer? They're watching you. Te- anyway, I'm going off. I don't want to go off because I want to hear from Glenna. Glenna Rice joining us here today. She is someone that has been out in the world and uh, taking such an incredible message out there for people, for parents, for children, for, you know, for folks to understand what the dynamics are. Y- you know, what is it? That if you if you wanted to make parenting more easy, then what can you learn from Glenna Rice, which is radically different and a wealth of uh, possibilities? And now the answer is ton, tons, tons, tons. You know, a single mother of three, she's a physical therapist, certified access facilitator, uh, and an access body class facilitator. So she knows and understands the things that are working. She is much sought after. Conscious Parents, parents, Conscious Kids is her book. And there's a reason why this book is so popular and she is so popular. You know, she is someone that not only looks at the dynamic of things going on, but she knows how to help uh, countless parents and children, you know, build that beauty back into their relationship. So today, guess what? Why Asking children to pay attention, or another way to say that is focus, doesn't really work. I can't wait. Maybe I will clear up a whole lot of childhood healing right here. Glenna, welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Pat. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm not alone, eh? No. Okay. That was, that was perfect. Perfect explanation. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's something that's done with kids all the time in school and at home and in activities and sports, they need to focus and pay attention. And like you said, no one knows how to do it. It doesn't make sense. It actually tends to make kids disappear more than it makes them focus on anything. And what's actually happening is kids are these amazing infinite beings. Well, we all are. We have awareness of the space around us for miles and miles and miles in all directions all the time. And when you ask someone to focus or pay attention, they have to contract this greatness of them to this little teeny tiny space. And it's almost painful. If you work, I work with some kids and adults that have on the autism spectrum, and it's so difficult for them to even see what that is and to contract themselves that much, kind of like what you were talking about. So you don't want to ask kids to pay attention. You want them to stay aware of everything around them and be aware of you also. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, you, 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 it, it, it comes out in a lot of different ways, doesn't it, the way parents say this? Yeah. Yeah, we don't always say, I mean, there are some parents, Glenna, right, that say, pay attention, right? Right. But we don't, that's not always the way it comes out. You know, sometimes we have these long explanations of how we feel when they're not really paying attention or eating or why can't you have the tech, why, why can't you not have the phone? It's what's funny about this is, 
parents asking their kids these questions, isn't there something wrong with that? Like, why, why do you have to bring the cell phone to the dinner table? Well, that's, that's a parent asking a kid. And that's a reasonable question. It and is. That's, and that's something parents should be able to request of their children if they have dinner times, that they like to have everyone enjoying each other's company um, during that time. And a lot of families love that time together. And having a request that that is not at the table is, is, is really different than what the paying attention and focusing that limits you is. That's more like, you know, you're in this family and how can we work together and what works for you and what works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be, you know, teenagers can be a little bit difficult with those things. And, you know, it's to have a talk with your child about what that is for them. You know, and can you have that phone call later? Mm-hmm. And those kind of things with that. Um, one of the things about the kids, they're doing all the video games and they're on the cell phone and they're texting and they're, you know, their their worlds are full of all this other stuff. Yeah. And we assume that they're not aware of what's going on around them when they're on that. We have like some That's pre- right. preconceived idea. But I was I remember one day with my son, he was playing some video game and I heard him say something funny about the game as I walked past the room and I came in and I said, what's that mean? There was someone like lurking. They had some funny name for it, and he was able to talk on his computer with the guys he was playing, continue playing the game, you know, fighting people and whatever they do, and have a conversation with me about exactly what I had been asking about. He didn't miss a beat. He didn't miss anything. I know. And I, I was the same way. Yeah. I was the same way. But but there is an expectation, right? Yes. Who does this belong to? No, I'm serious about it. There was an expectation for my mom that paying attention meant certain things. It had criteria. It was never explained to me till later on what that was. But there is an expectation. And, you know, I want to ask you is that are those expectations the same all the time? Well, they wouldn't be. I mean, there would be an expectation that they're looking at you and there's nothing else going on and you're getting all their quote unquote attention. But if you're demanding of that in a certain way, they're going to be limiting everything else they're doing. So that's why asking them to be aware of everything that's going on and, and you, can you bring your awareness here also? Can you add this to everything you're aware of? To have them add, not cut off, it creates a huge difference. Mm. Mm. And, and often they, the, the, what I've worked with, um, like I said, children with autism, and if I go in and I can find where they are, like energetically out in space, mm-hmm. they're often not really in the room in their bodies and aware of their bodies. If I can find them and allow them to be aware of where they're at and bring them to where I am also, then I'm then I can have um, an inter- interaction with them and have them, you know, do whatever activities we were doing in the school. This has been a few years since I've worked in the school, but when I when I was able to have them without asking them to ever cut off any part of what their awareness when they were with me or mm-hmm. aware of me, so I'll ask them to be aware instead of paying attention. It's a real different energy. Uh, is uh, Okay, so let me ask you a question along these lines. Um, you know, we're talking about limit their awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, um, is it that we maybe as adults have not been able to broaden our level of awareness or maybe we don't recognize that we have? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Right. I mean, I think that there's a micro and a macro here, right? Yep. And sometimes we look at our children as a projection of our own limitations. Like maybe the boss said to you today, Glenna, Glenna, are you on this conference call? I don't hear you. Are you multitasking, right? Right, right. (laughs) Because there now is an assumption about that. 
So is there a disconnect? Are we falling behind our children in terms of expanding our own awareness? Well, our awareness has been shut down through our life by what everything I've been talking about. <laughs> it's already been limited. It's kind of everything you've been saying and more. Because mm. we were asked to pay attention and focus, and that's how we were schooled, and that's how we were taught to at home. I know my father played baseball. He used to say, be alert. Yes. <laughs> Instead of pay attention. Yes, that's right. Which is a That's little different right. energy because you kind of went up there and looked for the ball that was coming when he said that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, but it's been shut down by us for us. So we have limited awareness, and it's almost like we're, we're doing the same thing to our children or shutting theirs down as we raise them. And, um, and we're showing them how to be limited more than we're showing them how to be aware. Mm. And they're so aware when they come into these bodies. Yeah. They have so much awareness of everything. In fact, when they're babies, that's really what they are is awareness. And then they start learning from everyone around them and picking up and buying mm-hmm. everyone else's stuff about how you're supposed to be in this world, this limited being that they're not. Mm-hmm. And when you have the awareness, you have so much more available to you for safety, for learning, for knowing stuff in school, for pulling the answers out of the teacher's head. When you do these, when you show them the tools to stay expanded mm-hmm. and not limited, they have <clears throat> everything's easier for them. So that's really the greatness of this to uh, allow them to have the ability to sit in a classroom and be aware of everything that's going on, not just focusing on the board mm-hmm. or not just focusing on their homework, which can be incredibly boring because homework tends to be really simple for most kids, even though they're told it's hard work. Right, right. They, they get it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So to, to to be able to stay the greatness they are doing all the things they're doing in the universe while they're doing their homework allows them to get through that easier. I find that with all my kids, with the TVs on and the rate, you know, everything they're doing, talking to their friends on the phone while they're doing their homework actually allows them to get it done easier. And, you know, actually, that is the way that, that I was raised. We're going to take a short break here. Okay. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, what Glenna does most, what she means by our thoughts, feelings, and emotions not being ours. We have a free 30-minute phone session we would like to gift to our first caller. And you can talk about your, you know, yourself, your parents, or as an adult, what do you do in these situations? Free 30-minute. We have one to give away. First caller, 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Give us a shout. Brian will pick you up and we'll make it happen. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Gratitude asks abundance, tell me, who are you? I would like to meet you and get to know you better. Gratitude responds, I am that which offers you the ability to multiply yourself according to your desires. I am that which sees you everywhere I lay my glance. I am that which opens wide the arms to you so that you can express your nature constantly. Gratitude is on a mission to create unlimited abundance by allowing it to circulate through you. Wouldn't it be wonderful to cultivate this unlimited creative potential every single day? Stimulate the energy of the essence of gratitude in your life by expressing your own desires of abundance and placing them in our seven spheres of gratitude origami box, which emanates powerful vibrations that transform your life in health, creativity, wealth, and enriched relationships. Visit our Gratitude Living Boutique at explorationgratitude.com. 
Licensed psychotherapist and coming out specialist Kathy DeBono is now available to provide the counseling and coming out support that you need to take this vital and necessary step. Kathy now offers her services through private sessions over secure online video chat or voice-only phone calls if you prefer. You can even choose to use instant messenger or communicate through an email exchange. With Kathy's help, you will thoroughly examine your unique life circumstances and create a plan that is tailor-made for you. For more information, go to kathyisin.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. What robs you of your energy and vitality? The weight gain that just won't go away? Toxicity, prolonged stress, or maybe a trauma from a car accident or fall that damaged your nervous system? Go to this website, bellevue.wellness1.net, to learn more about the doctors at Wellness One of Bellevue and Eastgate. They'll take time with a free consultation to evaluate the health problems affecting you. Get your health and energy back. Go to bellevue.wellness1.net. Integrative Dentistry provides a broad range of holistic dental services by using healthy materials, whole body understanding, and quality care. Dr. Mitch Martyr focuses on natural dentistry by combining alternative treatments with conventional procedures. He has done extensive research and continuing studies in a broad range of allied fields, including TMJ and pain treatment, orthodontics, periodontology, mercury removal, toxicology, nutrition, herbal medicine, acupuncture, massage, craniosacral, and homeopathy. Call for an appointment or free consultation at 206-367-6453. That's 206-367-6453. And visit MitchMartyrDDS.com. That's MitchMartyrDDS.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Glenna Rice is in the house. Go to GlennaRice.com. Very, very cool stuff going on. We're going to tell you a little bit about it. Uh, she has a six-week uh, teleseminar, Parenting for You and Your Child. This is important because it's for all of us. And, you know, what I've learned from, you know, just a few short conversations with Glenna is that even as an adult, there are some things that we have carried forward and we've brought them forward in our lives. And, you know, now it becomes a reflection of how we are in the world and the judgments that we've made in the world and how we communicate and what we say to people, what we say to our children, what we say to our, you know, people that work with us or work for us. And and this is really, you know, part of the, you know, the bedrock, the foundation of her work. Uh, her book is phenomenal. And what I want to say is go to the website, glennarice.com. Uh, and take a look. She has a six-week uh, uh, teleseminar, Parenting for You and Your Child. Um, where's the sign-up? She, people can go to glennarice.com for that. And anything else, Glenna, folks should know? Well, I'm, I am doing um, parenting classes in a couple cities this summer. Yeah, you I can see find that. that on the side. I'm in Toronto, yeah. Fort Saskatchewan, yeah. Canada, and I'll be doing one in um, California. California in the San Francisco Bay Area in August. Yeah, and I have another one in uh, New York. 
New York, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, what you mean by our thoughts, feelings, and emotions and, and, and why they are aren't ours. Okay, yeah. So um, we're much, much more psychic than we ever allow ourselves to be. We're like these psychic SpongeBob's, and we pick up the <laughs> thoughts, feelings, and emotions, the vibrations and those from everyone around us all the time. And we pretend that they're ours, and we instantly make them into a story that feels like ours. Um, as so, it's if you ever seen like a uh, horses running, and one of them gets spooked, and they all go in the other direction. Yes, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But we have that same ability. Our parents with with kids will know that it, they, kids don't even have to be in the same room, and one of them can get upset, and then it seems to like backfire to the whole group of them. Because we're all picking up this stuff from each other. Yeah. And this amazing tool from Access is to ask for all your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, who does this belong to? If it lightens up at all or changes, it's not yours. And I know that sounds so strange and bizarre. It does. And the first time I used it, I think I was crying about something years ago when I first started. And I said, wow, who does this belong to? And it completely disappeared. All the sadness, upset, trauma, drama that I was in my head was gone. Now, whose it was, I'm not sure. We don't have to know who it actually belongs to. We just have to, if you ask who does this belong to, if it lightens up or changes, it's not yours. It could be someone driving, you know, down the street next to you, or it could be someone you do know. You may get an awareness of a name or something, but that's not required. It's just what's required is to know it's not yours, and then you can start to see who you really are, what your reality of life and living is like, because um, it, it won't, you won't be inundated with the thoughts, feelings, and emotions thinking that they're yours. They'll still be there, but you can start creating your life without them being what's influencing yeah. you and creating your life. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, here's the key in what you just said to me, and this is really critical, so I want to make sure we say it again. We don't have to know who it belongs to. This is where we get stuck, Glenna. Yeah. This is the place where we say, who does this belong to? And then even if it feels light, right? Mm-hmm. Then we're like, okay. If it doesn't belong to me, it's got to belong to my sister. <laughs> yeah. and then, <laughs> Or my mother or right. somebody. Right. And and that does happen when you first start using this tool quite a bit because it's, it's so, you're so curious that it wasn't yours. Whose was it? And you want to know who it, whose it was, but you may not know. It may not, it may be someone on the other side of the planet. And you may know. I mean, I, I have, when I've been in Australia and my kids are in San Francisco and I picked up some awareness of upset. Who does this belong to? It's not mine. Is it the kids? Yes. Wow. And I call them, and it's, there's something going on right then. So it allows you to have so much awareness of the people that are in your life that you want to have connections with of what's going on in their universe also. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you do know. It's not all the time, and that's not a requirement. What's, right. what's important is that, it's, that you know it's not yours. Right. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. That's enough. I mean, isn't the idea to really get into... So what happens if we if we say, who does this belong to, and it doesn't feel so good? And it doesn't feel so good? It yeah. doesn't lighten up? No. It might be yours every once in a while. Then, then what do we do? Well, then you can start asking other questions about, you know, what is this? Can I change it? What can I do with it? Right. What awareness am I having here that I'm not acknowledging? Is there something right. I need to change? Depending on right. what it is, you can start asking other questions. And that's actually something that's yours. Yeah. Which is is really fun for me when I actually get a thought, feeling, emotion that's actually mine. Yeah, it's kind of fun for me when I get them, too. It's really <laughs> interesting because I had a friend the other day, and I think I shared this with you or maybe shared it once before, where her child commented on her weight. 
commented mm-hmm. on the mom's weight. Uh, and I think I'm, you and I talked about it on here once before, but the, it hasn't gone away. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I now have a, a, you know, a friend of mine who uh, uh, is beside herself about her body image. From what her daughter has for what her. the for the what the and and honestly the daughter is so sweet even in the way she's she's presenting things right mm-hmm. you know she's given given her mom little magazine articles to read and stuff like that and the mom is like just absolutely breaking down with this yeah. and doesn't know what to do and well, so would, it's so interesting isn't it yeah so that would be an implanted point of view that the daughter gave the mother and then the mother would have a million thoughts feelings and emotions from this reality that she's picked up over her lifetime that would yes. Totally um, contribute to her making herself totally wrong yes. about how she looks, and all that would be continued. And then she would be physically actualizing all these things into her body to create more and more. So if yeah. she can uncreate and destroy and get rid of all of that, <laughs> everything she's bought in, she might have more ease of how she would like her body to look. Okay. So what what are the next steps? Is there a next step for people to help move beyond some of this? Yes. Um We'll start using who does it belong to for every thought, feeling, emotion for three days. Is I one love of the, that. Is, yeah, have you heard that before? I'm sure that Gary and Dane, who are on your show, also have talked about that. I don't know that they did that one. Okay, cool. So now we have this one, just so that people can hear that on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of free stuff out there on the Access site, Dr. Dane here's site, my site that you mm-hmm. can listen to that gives you more tools. Mm-hmm. And asking, you can also ask, is this mine or someone else's is another way to use that question. Okay. And ask your children. We were talking about earlier about the paying attention. And when instead of asking them to pay attention, ask them to be aware. And we could do a quick clearing if we have let's time. Let's do it. it. Yep, we have about a minute. Okay. So Or two. <laughs> let's do this one. What stupidity of buying everyone else's thoughts, feelings, and emotions as yours are you using to create the limitation of your life your living and your reality and the limitation of the awareness of how aware you truly are you're choosing and everything that is that you guys like to uncreate and destroy it all i always get that as a yes times a godzillion right wrong good bad pod pock all nine shorts boys and beyond hello i got that oh you got that okay <laughs> i'm silence. doing it with you you <laughs> cool. can't ask me to do it and then have me not do it <laughs> Glenna, thank you so much for joining us here today. Hey, everybody, go to GlennaRice.com, check it out. Uh, and remember the key word today awareness. Beautiful, beautiful word. Yep, paying attention, focusing, you know, I'm just not sure those things are working anymore. Thank you, Glenna. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.